You're listening to OMAG All Access, a podcast about all things affecting municipalities in Oklahoma. Hosted by OMAG's Director of Strategic Initiatives and Partnerships, Bill Tackett. Hi, I'm Bill Tackett. Welcome to another edition of OMAG All Access. We've got a great guest with us today. David Weatherford is a Tulsa area city attorney in private practice. He's also uh, serving several Oklahoma municipalities in the Northeast Oklahoma area. David began serving Oklahoma cities and towns as city attorney in 1988 and currently serves the towns of Arcoma, Mounds, Manford, and Sand Springs, Oklahoma. Welcome, David. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I understand we're going to talk about a good topic today. We are. David is the master of practicality, and we featured David in one of his ordinances on animal control issues uh, previously that got a good response. Today, we're going to talk about, in the council manager form of government, deciding in advance. I think that's kind of a general way to put it, deciding in advance. And we have an example of a resolution that the city of Sand Springs will consider. David, talk to us about deciding in advance. I think it's important for us to be prepared. And if you'll recall, one of our stability test topics is crisis management. And the key to dealing with emergencies and the crisis that comes up is to be prepared in advance. And one way to do that, I think it's important for all of us, is prior to an event occurring, to have policies and procedures in place that help us to deal with that emergency situation. And to me, the most important or one of the most important of those from a council level or management level is to have some spending authority that will help deal with the emergency so that we're not having to have emergency meetings or special meetings to get approval for routine administrative things that need to be done. So David uh, referenced one of the 10 questions off of the stability test. The OMAG recognition program seeks to train and educate and reward uh, those elected officials whose cities and towns participate in the OMAG recognition training program. That training program has four parts to it, and David's been uh, kind enough to let me take him all over the state. We've been from Keys to Broken Bow and from oh, way up in northeast Oklahoma all the way down to Olusty, which is southwest of Altus, doing the training. And David and OMAG have a partnership going back uh, 12 or 13 years doing this governing body training. And so part of it, a core part of the recognition program is the 10 key questions of the stability test, and one of them is crisis management, deciding in advance. One of the things we talk about, David, when we talk about the recognition process is that mayors and council people are boards of directors of municipal corporations, and and as such, they have the powers, the authorities, and the responsibilities any board of directors has. And one of those is, you know, we divide it up into three threes. They have the, the duties of care, obedience, and loyalty. They have the resources of time, money, and people, and they have the jobs of setting a strategic direction for the organization, adopting policies that help senior staff take them there, and then monitoring results. And when we talk about the resources of time, money, and people, we say their most scarce resource is time. When things look or smell administrative and they creep on to the city council's agenda, that really that's steals time away from doing the work that only the council can do. Council's the only one that can set the direction for the organization. 
And so when it's administrative in nature, it's easy to just go ahead and decide in advance a good friend of David's. And I was fortunate to be a friend as well. Mike Nunley, who passed away three years ago this month, had a saying because Manford was where Mike served as town administrator. And Manford sits on Keystone Lake and Sand Springs where David serves, sits below the Keystone Dam. And Mike would always say, only God can make it rain and only the Corps of Engineers can make it flood. And so it's appropriate to know deciding in advance is something that Sand Springs has engaged in for quite a while. Well, and let's talk about a specific example, and, and this one is is fresh because we've been dealing with it over the last several months. My role is fairly limited. Others with the city have had the burden of trying to solve a very difficult and expensive stormwater problem in which a large stormwater structure failed, and that failure was causing extensive damage to the property it was on, basically a large sinkhole. And by large, I mean four stories deep. Yeah, that's large. That's large. And adjoining that property was a public road, other public utilities, water lines, sewer lines, and immediately adjacent to the road or private residences. And there was a real fear that that failure would cause the sinkhole to grow so much that a house could possibly be lost. Now, we enjoy having OMAG insurance, and we're not concerned about liability, but the right thing to do was to figure out a way to deal with this problem. So I I think a good starting point would be just that first question that Bill threw out there, and that is, who's going to answer the administrative question of how to deal with this failure? So how should we address that? And I would challenge everyone to think about the simple question. In a city manager, former government, who should be answering that? This failure was one that had been identified as a project that needed to be fixed at some point. So the engineering with an outside engineering firm had been completed. Project had been bid. So we had a contractor ready to start prior to the failure. And then it fails. And the original project doesn't really solve the problem. So the first question is, do we need, and this is not intended as a criticism of the elected officials, they have great elected officials, do we need the input of seven elected officials to determine how to fix this stormwater problem, or do we need the staff engineers, the outside engineer, the outside contractors, an emergency contractor, and the administration, the city manager? Fortunately, we have in place an ordinance that delegates to the city manager the authority to spend whatever it takes to fix a true emergency. So the first question becomes, is it a true emergency? Is there a risk of imminent loss because of an unforeseen condition, imminent loss to property safety, those things? And here, clearly there was. You know, David, the city council's not not deciding and they're not not involved. They're just deciding in advance. They decided in advance to give that authority, and really their interest in it was, at a high level, get it fixed, and get it fixed as quickly as possible. So by the time we get to the end of it, it's a half-million-dollar problem. So it is a big sinkhole. It is a huge failure, and there is a risk of substantially more loss. So how did it work? What did we do? City manager had the authority. City manager engages the professionals. They devise a plan. City manager signs contracts. Contractor is on site within hours, within days. There's some work. There are repeated failures because of heavy rains. 
And at each step of the process, there is a report on every city council agenda, a report of the status of the emergency, what's been done, what's been going on, and what steps will be taken. As Bill said, the decision was made in advance to give the city manager the authority to do it. The obligation became to report. So that, that's kind of how it worked. It worked better. So again, back to, let's look at it from a big picture. Did we need elected official decision-making at the, at the engineering steps? And by not needing that and them also not thinking they needed to be a part of that process, staff and the experts were free to fix the problem. OMAG All Access would like to thank you for listening to this podcast. For your time, we would like to offer you the chance to win a pair of OMAG All Access Bluetooth headphones. To enter, all you have to do is head to www.omag.org forward slash all access and click on the corresponding image at the top of the screen. The password for each episode will change, so make sure you are always up to date on the newest episode of OMAG All Access by subscribing with your favorite podcast app. The password for this episode is Municipal. Follow the directions on the giveaway page and you will be entered. Good luck. So, David, the way you have framed this decision-making process for Sand Springs is in the form of a resolution. And so let's walk through it. It's a resolution concerning an, an industrial emergency stormwater repair. The council is by resolution, declaring an emergency. They are waiving competitive bidding. They are authorizing an award of a contract. They are authorizing payments and the signature of all related documents. Walk us through what we just touched on here as what the council actually was doing. There are a couple steps to the process. This resolution, and, and it's a resolution we can make available to everyone, is really at the end of the process. We have by the time this is approved, basically finished most of the work. We've gone back to council. If we go back to the beginning, what gives us the authority to do that, to, to handle it the way we handled it? We have an ordinance that delegates that authority within our spending ordinance that delegates that authority to the city manager that if there is an emergency, he has the authority to sign contracts. There's really not a limit on how much he can spend. There's an obligation to report to council. So over the last four to six weeks, that has occurred. And this resolution is at the end of that process to go back to council and and remind them, we've been reporting on these things. We now want to create the paper trail that summarizes everything that occurred into one document. And it really is for the purpose of allowing council to confirm this is what we've been doing for the last six weeks. We're going to create an audit trail that finds the findings that are necessary to justify how we got to this point. With everyone knowing throughout the process, this is what we're doing. This is what we're going to get to. David, as you and I go around the state, we see that we see two things. We see sometimes where municipalities of various sizes maybe don't utilize resolutions. It doesn't have the effect or the force of an ordinance, but it is the council or the governing body speaking with one voice. And it is, in the case of this and many other resolutions, directing staff or acknowledging staff work. Correct. And I think a lot of it is, if, if we step back and look at this resolution, and it's important to, to look at it as this was the end of the process, our council there understands their role. 
in approving this resolution, and they, they approved it yesterday. They were unanimous in approving it. There was not a single question that was accusatory in nature. There were very good questions about the end result. Have we solved the problem? Because that's what the elected officials are and should be concerned about. Did we get a good value for what we did? Did we go through the right process to get there? And there's a high level of trust with staff to do those things. So there was no second guessing. There was no split vote on whether to approve this. It is a confirmation, and I think a good way to look at it, a confirmation of what we've gone through over the last four or six weeks based on the manager having the authority, the manager having a duty to report, which he did on a regular basis, and council confirming we did things the way we were supposed to, and the problem got fixed. The interesting staff discussion we've had about this is, would we have benefited by having a greater level of elected official involvement in fixing the stormwater problem? And again, it's not a criticism of their elected officials. It instead is a confirmation that they know their role well and perform their board of director duties well, that they don't feel like they need to micromanage what an engineer has recommended or multiple engineers or multiple contractors. So I I take it as a process that worked well because of preparation in advance. I think you've touched on three things, David, that are important that that we explore when we go around the state. Number one is the policymaking board gave the administrative arm of the organization a task, go fill up this four-story deep hole and make the stormwater go the direction it's supposed to and report to us on how you did. Number two, you talked about trust. Stephen Covey's son, Stephen M. R. Covey, wrote a book about 15 years ago called The Speed of Trust. That trust is developed and nurtured and grows over time. It's a process, not an event. And then finally, by using a resolution, you're not just strictly creating an audit trail for when the auditor comes in. You're also talking to the future. You're telling the city council and the city manager in 2032, look, this is how we did things in 2022. There's a reason the culture exists here. There's a reason for our pattern and our practice of how we accomplish tasks and how we approach problem solving. And so while a book of minutes, I guess you could go through and scour, but if you have a robust book of resolutions, it's a low cost thing to do resolutions. They're all in one place. It's what they've spoken with, with one voice, a unanimous or a majority vote. And it also informs the manager in 2032 and the mayor and the city council in 2032. Okay, here's our book of resolutions. We all have a copy of it. Perhaps it's a part of our handbook. This is why we do what we do. Oh, exactly. And I think uh, having it in a handbook or at least some description in the handbook of what authority exists and how emergencies will be handled is important because, as as we all know, the players on the team are constantly changing. And it's important for that new person who's brand new on city council to understand how the organization works. So collecting that into a central location and using it with the new council member and the new board member so that they know what those rules are is the fair way to to empower them to do their job. 
And while the four-story hall is getting filled up and the staff is reporting back to council on progress on the task that they were assigned by the city council to accomplish, the city council is still engaged in setting a direction, creating a future, doing things that only they can do, economic development, community development, and working towards the why. You know, Simon Sinek's work is often referenced by us, and I think the city council in Sand Springs has really bought into what their why is, creating the kind of community that attracts quality individuals who want to live and work and raise their families there. And they're always free to revise the process if they don't think it works right. There's never a time the city council is not in charge. Exactly. So I would challenge anyone to to ask them at the end of this process in which they spend a half a million dollars to solve a difficult engineering problem, did council feel like they had the appropriate level of knowledge and involvement? And I think they would say they did. It got fixed quicker, better, and in the appropriate way because of their level of involvement by making decisions in advance. And they never were taken out of the decision-making role. They just decided in advance. Correct. If you would like a copy of this resolution as something to review or to think about as a model, perhaps, that's something that might work in your municipality, send me an email. My contact information is at omag.org. It's simply btackett at omag.org. You can call or email. We'd be happy to give you a copy of this resolution that David has produced. David, you're always generous with your time. Thank you for again appearing on OMAG All Access. Always glad to because I'm convinced that our planning in advance will build more stability, will avoid conflict, and will help make it a better place for all of us to work. I'm Bill Tackett, and this is another edition of OMAG All Access. We hope you can take something away from this podcast that will help your city or town. You can find more information about OMAG on our website, at www.omag.org or on our Facebook page. Thanks for listening. If you have questions or ideas for a podcast topic, please send them to allaccess at omag.org. Got technology questions? Join the conversation for free, live and in person at OMAG's first ever IT Expo. Join us July 28, 2022 at the Moore Norman Technology Center's South Bend campus for this first-of-its-kind educational IT conference. The first 150 attendees will receive a free gift, lunch, and a chance to win some new, cool technology. Registration is free, and if you represent a NOMAG municipal member, we want to see you there. Get more information and register online for free at omag.org slash itexpo. This episode is copyright OMAG 2022 under the Creative Commons 4.0 Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivatives International License. For more information, please visit creativecommons.org.